Welcome to the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Albi Salsa and I'm your host. In a time of increased competition and shrinking enrollments, I speak with higher education leaders about the marketing enrollment topics that you care about the most. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. My name is Alex Salsa. I'm your host. I'm looking forward to today's conversation. I have a friend and colleague, Chad Bandy, with me today. Chad is the Managing Director of Higher Education Strategy at KPMG. Um, so Chad, Chad's an expert in a lot of areas in the industry. And what we're going to be zeroing in on today, though, is just around the changing student journey, uh, what we're seeing there. And just how much the industry continues to evolve and become more competitive and really what colleges and universities can do about that. Um, Chad has a lot to offer. Um, he has a lot to share about what he's up to now and where he sees this all heading. And most importantly, what colleges and universities can do about, about what's happening. So I will introduce Chad and we will get into discussion. Uh, once again, Chad is the managing director at KPMG. He's managing director of higher education strategy there. Uh, prior to KPMG, Chad was the Chief Growth Officer at BISC Education. Prior to BISC, he was the Vice President of Student Services at Blackboard, where he partnered with over 300 colleges and universities to provide outsourced student services. Prior to Blackboard, he spent 15 years at the University of Phoenix, where he led uh, a large team of over 1,000 employees across 23 campuses, across 13 states. They served over 50,000 learners in his region, and he managed a P&L of over $600 million. Um, so as you can tell by this brief introduction, Chad, he's really been a pioneer in the areas of adult and online education. He has most likely seen a lot of ebbs and flows in the higher education industry. So when Chad talks about what he's observing now, uh, I think we should all listen. So. Super excited to have Chad on the show with me today. Um, Chad, welcome. Thanks, Albie. Appreciate the opportunity. Looking forward to the discussion. For sure. So do you want to um, introduce yourself beyond, you know, I shared a little bit about your bio there. Is there anything else you want to share about, about yourself with the listeners? Yeah, you know, um, I think I think that covered it. You know, just the additional context I would say is that it's been really kind of fascinating to watch uh, over the last, uh, you know, really two years as we're coming out of the pandemic, um, how institutions, colleges are evolving in a lot of the ways that has been the genesis of my career uh, in thinking about how to serve students uh, remotely. I've spent most of my career helping working students uh, who are, you know, busy working moms and dads trying to go to school full time and complete their education full time or going online, try to think of more convenient ways to serve them, let them focus on their studies and have everything else, the administrative stuff, easy for them to do. And so now that's really the direction of traditional campuses, as well as they're rolling out online for remote learners and, and other more student-centric thoughts and ideas. So I'm really excited where, where you know, we are as a firm at KPMG and where my career is, because I really feel like the experiences that I've had at many other institutions, um, you know, really are valuable to where the, the strategies of universities are headed. Where do you see things changing the most? You mentioned the, um, how things have changed. Just give the listeners some, uh, maybe some details about what you're thinking there. 
Well, I mean, universities are really, really complex ecosystems with lots of different technologies, lots of different silos, if I can say that, Mm -hmm. of departments that have a ton of regulatory requirements, but they all have their very different technology needs. But I would say for the first time, what's really changing is that institutions are really starting to look at students more as a customer um, from the perspective of how they interact with that student, um, from the time that student applies uh, to the time that student you know, crosses the stage, uh, universities are trying to figure out how to be a better service provider of services that that student needs. Um, you know, I think the pandemic really accelerated that you know, digitization that, you know, being able to have self-service tools or to be able to get 24-hour service or answers to questions. I think universities are really coming out of the pandemic, starting to think about what are the ways in which they get their technology to work together to provide a more seamless experience? And then most importantly, how do they help the students be more successful and retain and stay at the university uh, to graduation? Um, I think it's it's really, really telling the competition that is happening out uh, for students right now. Uh, you know, there are some levels of universities that are doing really, really great. I call those the football schools. Uh, their enrollments are up and they're doing really well. But there are other public, private, liberal arts institutions that are really heavily competing for students. And I think they're really starting to take an inside out look at the way they try to recruit and retain students. And I think for the first time ever, in conclusion, we're really starting to see higher ed look to their their customer and digital experiences more like you would look at what a student would expect from a Spotify or an Apple or an Amazon in that kind of a way. I think that's really what we're seeing great changes and advancement from universities. Well said, Chad. Now, sometimes I just feel like, is it, is it too late for some of these institutions? And I think that, you, you know, I've heard you talk before about the Amazon effect or, um, you know, you've talked about how you can track where your pizza is along the delivery line, but it's sometimes it's hard just to get a simple question about your financial aid, right? And I, and I think that um, you have the consumer expectation changing, but then you're also seeing the the rise of what started out as ten years ago as MOOCs and now has evolved into uh, badges and certifications, whether it's offered through uh, Coursera or directly through a company provided uh, or offered certification program. So now you have this path for students to have a more fragmented or sometimes shorter journey that's much cheaper. Uh, and in along that journey, they have uh, potentially a better customer experience. So how can universities, if they feel like they're, they're behind the eight ball and they're so far behind, like what are some of the steps they can take? I, I think the first thing is that I would really encourage institutions to look at what the processes and the journey they ask their potential students to go through. Uh, You know, you and I have talked about this, about, you know, becoming uh, an inquiry for your own institution and filling out a request for information form, going through the application, go through the FAFSA process, go through the housing application, you know, experience all of that just to really simplify what it's like 
from a from a potential student perspective to become a student um, because I think whether it's you know whether it's a mobile experience whether it's a form that's easy to fill out uh, whether it's uh, you know, a, a process that we keep asking students to do over and over and over throughout repeating same kind of questions or same types of information. It needs to feel uh, very similar to, you know, other consumer experiences that they have. I think I think that's one thing. The, the other piece, in, and I can't stress this enough, is I think that institutions have to be very focused on kind of, you know, what is their mission? Who do they serve? And what are the programs that bring them the most viable opportunities to deliver on that mission. Uh, the programs that don't apply to that mission that may not be successful or may not be areas where resources need to be pooled need to be, you know, really evaluated. And 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 how can they go very deep and and wide on areas that may be strengths for them? Maybe they're in a part of the country where, you know, sustainability and environmental programs are are very effective for them, or maybe they're uh, in a part of the country where they have a partnership with a large insurance company and they can become a a school known for actuarial sciences. But I, I think universities really have to try to focus in on certain programs and partnerships that add value and not try to be a generalist in some ways that tries to serve everybody uh, because th- there's an opportunity cost to some of the resources that are being put in programs or areas that aren't going to be successful be- depending on your region, your location, or maybe even the brand of that institution. So customer experience is paramount and focus on the right programs that, that meet the mission of the institution that give them the best chance to be successful. It's really well said. And don't you think that as um, more and more schools go online and they're serving now students from across the country or really even across the world, as opposed to regionally, that this idea of developing the programs that fit your market or your student body, it might even become more challenging because you're almost more of a generalist now. So I think this exercise you're talking about becomes even more challenging, doesn't it? Absolutely, because, you know, if you create more programs, you have to go find more students. And if you go try to find more students, it becomes more expensive through acquisition to find those students. And so, you know, that's, I think, the other real challenge that online has brought for institutional leaders is that the cost of acquisition uh, is really, really difficult for smaller schools to try to carve out space against some of the other bigger, larger institutions that may have more well-known brands. So I think you have to get very precise within where where you know that you can be successful, whether it's a program, a certificate, a partnership with an employer, a partnership with a state and local government, uh, partnerships with third-party providers like Coursera and others that really provide your institution the mission and value uh, the, the, the value proposition that you offer as an institution and really leverage the specificity of those partnerships and that focus uh, to really advance the institution. But if you try to go with too many programs and go too broad, uh, it's not sustainable, I think, for a lot of institutions in the long run. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And and I want to get back to something you said, too, about the you were essentially talking about doing some secret shopping or evaluating your own uh, processes from the student perspective. And you also mentioned earlier about uh, universities and colleges being siloed. And from what I've seen, Chad, is, you know, the, the idea of doing the shopping, it's, you know, it sounds good, 
But actually managing that internally can be tough because there's some defensiveness around, you know, you might expose some of your own gaps. And I think that it's hard to kind of take an honest look and an honest assessment uh, when it might expose some issues within your department. So yeah. I think that it's important to partner with an outside group for that. What are your thoughts? It's really hard. I mean, I you know, look, I think the, the thing I've loved about working with universities for, you know, a long time is they're so mission driven and they really want to help their students. They want to help students complete their dreams and their education. And, and that's why I've stayed in higher ed for so many years. But, it, but I also think it really, from a cultural perspective, uh, requires that institutions have leaders that walk the talk, uh, that, that as a leader, he or she, and that typically comes from the president of the institution, really setting the stage for their teams that they are a culture of students' uh, service, you know, both in the classroom and outside of the classroom, that we are here to do everything we can for students to be successful. And I think that the institutions that have the most success with that are the ones that the leaders that put their vision out there for their team members and say, you know, these these silos have to be knocked down. You got to give people a safe place, to your point, uh, to be brutally honest about what's broken and not feel like you're going to get criticized or you're going to lose your job in the process of being honest about what's broken. I think, you know, there's kind of an amnesty conversation that has to happen there where they say, hey, you know, we're, we're going to go in and fix this and everybody's going to be a part of the solution, uh, not being blamed for the problem. And, and I think that's just down down home culture, right, of, of a president uh, and and for she to go in front of her team and say we're going to fix this and and this is how and and we're all going to do this together. Uh, I think universities can do it. It's very hard, but it takes some humility uh, and it also takes a long term vision. No, it makes sense. And thanks for sharing that, Chad. And to me, it makes sense that having um, really strong leadership from the top and creating that culture or environment where all of your teams can take an honest look and honest assessment of how things are going. Uh, is critical. Um, so thanks for sharing that. I do want to um, pivot this conversation into talking a little bit about what you're up to now. Um, you know, when I hear, when I heard about KPMG and or you being at KPMG, uh, I was intrigued about what you're up to because I think uh, I would imagine that I'm not the only one when you hear about KPMG, you think about, you know, tax and accounting services, a you know, big four accounting firm and, um, but now that I've gotten to work with you and better understand what you're up to, I think it's really interesting stuff. So I uh, want to give you an opportunity to talk about um, what you're up to at KPMG with leading higher education strategy. KPMG, uh, as one of the big four uh, firms, has uh, you know tens of thousands of, of folks that help on things outside of what is finance and accounting. Uh, we have advisors that can help literally in every strategic area uh, of any kind of business or any kind of industry. And so uh, about a year and a half ago, I started you know, talking with KPMG, who, who does have a higher ed advisory foundation uh, through a lot of infrastructure, capital projects, and asset management of colleges and universities. And then we have a very large audit practice but we hadn't grown our higher ed advisory on specifically technology, strategy, and, and overall uh, you know, student success, student service solutions. 
And so we've really spent the last year really thinking through how we can help universities think through the things that we're talking about. How do you take the technology? How do you take the people? And how do you take the process and bring that to a place where it's modernized, it feels like it's a great experience to your students. And most importantly, you do that in an affordable way that meets the, the mission of your, of your institution. So it's been really great to help, you know, advance and build uh, a higher ed advisory practice in a, in a big four firm with amazingly smart people and uh, really great values to, to deliver great, you know, great quality to our clients. So uh, it's been great fun. So what are some of the things that you're offering to college, colleges and universities when it comes to modernizing their uh, student experience? Yeah, so you had asked me the, the question earlier about, you know, partnering with firms when you have problems. I mean, I think for us, the most important thing is that we, we want to answer some of the toughest questions that institutions have. Um, and so we have worked hard and, and, and you know, obviously you've, you've been a big part of helping us get to that place, Avi, is developing what we call some strategic assessments or some gap analysis uh, where we can come in with an institution in about four to six weeks and really help them unpack what some of the challenging uh, areas they may have, whether it's, you know, the enrollment operations process, maybe it's something to do with their uh, data and analytics or, or technology solutions. May, maybe it's something related to a specific department that just doesn't feel like they can, uh, you know, get, get moving in, in a direction together. We're, we put those assessments together really to come in and provide value, not just as a here's what's broken, but here's your current state. Here's some quick wins that you can deliver uh, right away from this you know, short-term project. And then let's start to build the map to the future. And what some of that work is, is really kind of journey mapping what that future uh, customer student experience looks like. What are the technology flows? What are the integrations? Uh, what are the ways in which people should interact with students? How can we automate? Uh, so we're looking at those kind of short-term, near-term solutions, uh, Albie, to really provide uh, those longer-term transformational opportunities for universities to start to think about, you know, where they want to be in the long-term future. Yeah, and I think it's KPMG's ability to deliver upon those transformational projects that really differentiates what you guys are up to compared to other uh, consulting groups. And can you share... When you talk about transformational longer term projects, maybe give some examples of what some of those might be. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think, you know, they can be very simple projects where we're looking at the onboarding process and, and you know, helping uh, a VP of enrollment uh, really understand um, how all of the different requirements that a university has, you know, creates friction uh, for a student. Through that process, we can make some immediate recommendations and then we can map out that long term journey by looking at staffing. Staffing is a big issue, as we know right now, with the great resignation. Lots of institutions have open positions. Uh, they're short staffed. And so we can start to look how do we use technology and automation with some of your, you know, your current systems to augment some of the, those staff deficits. But most importantly, how can we, uh, you know, look at providing a better a better experience for your students? 
other projects we're looking at uh, are in the areas of technology. Uh, student information system really, uh, you know, is the brainstem, if you will, of an institution. Uh, how can we look at uh, the, the the analytics and all of the different tools and integrations that come into the student information system, and how do we chart the course for the university to use all of that data uh, to create? whether it's machine learning led, AI led, or predictive analytics to help think about how students are going to come to an institution with certain profiles to be uh, successful in the future. Uh, so I think, you know, it, 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 we can go very deep and wide with a lot of great uh, technology and or uh, strategic experience with people at the firm uh, who've worked with universities, uh, like people like yourself, uh, or others within the firm that just really know technology uh, and process so well and can come in and help a university kind of roadmap uh, a new direction for the institution. Yeah, I think that with your background at um, BISC and, and Blackboard and Phoenix combined with KPMG's capabilities, uh, you guys are really going to be able to provide just such great value. And I wonder... And, and I know you're excited about this, but, you know, what are you, when you look into the next, uh, you know, three, six, 12 months down the road, like, what are you most excited about? What are you looking forward to? I feel really excited that I, I think that universities are really starting to see the need to make change. Um, I think that change management uh, sometimes uh, is really forced and, and accelerated uh, by the need to change. And uh, I'm really excited uh, from what I'm hearing from a lot of universities that are a lot more open uh, about, uh, you know, looking at some of the very difficult decisions that need to happen uh, to provide, uh, you know, better opportunities for students to be successful. I also want to say that the staff processes, the faculty processes, the administrative teams, you know, some of the outdated technologies and processes that we have uh, at universities are not good for staff, and it's not a good experience internally. We, we have just really great people, I think, that can help kind of identify the cultural changes that have to happen and the governance decisions that have to, to change within a university. The, the technology is not some, sometimes always the problem, and it's not always the answer. The challenge is to get a university and its governance model to make decisions, it's setting priorities and to take action to agree on what that strategy and that value proposition is. And I'm seeing a lot of universities really starting to talk about that and being very willing to make those changes. And I think that's when it gets fun is because then your clients are really excited about the, the really great ideas and smart people that we can bring to help really accelerate these changes that they're going through. Well, Chad, this has been a really uh, good discussion. I knew it was going to be, um, you know, before we wrap up today, I'm wondering, is there anything else you want to share or anything that we've talked about that you want to double click on um, for the listeners? Um, you know, I, I just, I'll go, you know, back to the leadership comment. Um, I, I think that a lot of the challenges of, it doesn't matter if it's a higher ed institution or if it's a, uh, you know, an industry outside of higher education, um, 
change uh, and advancement um, happens through great leaders. And, you know, you look at companies in our history, whether they're, you know, companies like Google who came out with a new idea or a company like Apple, uh, who was rejuvenated by Steve Jobs, uh, you know, after they had kind of stagnated and reinvented themselves. It, I think, you know, much of what we're talking about that needs to happen in higher education comes through the the, the boldness uh, and the courage of leaders to make changes. Uh, and so, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, a college president like Paul LeBlanc at Southern New Hampshire University or Michael Crow at ASU. I mean, th th those are the types of, of leaders that uh, put forth a vision and say, hey, this is this is what we're going to do. And this is the direction we're going to head. Uh, and uh, it takes uh, courage to do that. It's not easy to do that. But I think in many cases, institutions are looking for their leaders to step forward and say, Here's where we're going. And I, and I think that all boils down to leadership. And I think when we hear that from uh, institutional presidents uh, and VPs and, and cabinet leaders, uh, staff and, uh, get excited about that because they want to be led and they want, they want to do what's best for their students. Absolutely. And I can tell, I can, um, tell listeners today, um, just from working directly with you, Chad, you, know, you can tell that your energy around this is infectious and it's easy to get excited uh, working on projects like this uh, when you're involved. And I think that your leadership uh, that you're providing to your clients through your work at KPMG is really needed. And I appreciate you coming on the show today to share what you're up to. And thanks again, Chad. Sounds great, Albie. Thanks for the opportunity and really enjoy the work that we're doing together. Thanks for listening to the episode. For more information on how to work with Raven Eye Consulting, visit us on the web at raveneyeconsulting.com. Follow me on LinkedIn or email me directly at albie at raveneyeconsulting.com.